On this edition of Magic Pod Squad, presented by Kia, we catch up with Orlando Magic guard Michael Carter-Williams. What a year it's been for the Orlando Magic, an injury-riddled season, so we get MCW's thoughts on missing time as a member of the Magic and how they overcome all of these injuries. Then we get into his basketball journey throughout the NBA, ultimately landing with the Orlando Magic, what he enjoys most about playing the point guard position, and then his upbringing. You've heard about people having basketball families. There is no bigger basketball family than Michael Carter-Williams, who has three younger brothers currently playing college basketball. His parents played college basketball. Lots to get into with MCW. And always, some great stories about Steve Clifford, who he played for in Charlotte as well. Don't want to miss all of that with Michael Carter-Williams on this edition of Magic Pod Squad, presented by Kia. This is Aaron Gordon of the Orlando Magic. This is Evan Fournier. This is Jonathan Isaac. This is Mo Bamba. Check out what's new with the Orlando Magic Pod Squad. The host of characters give you a behind-the-scenes look at Magic Basketball. The Magic Pod Squad has you covered. Subscribe and rate on iTunes and the Google Play Store today. And Orlando Magic Pod Squad is brought to you by Kia, official vehicle of the Orlando Magic. And with that, we welcome in Michael Carter-Williams, kind enough to join us here this week. We also have Jake Chapman from the Orlando Magic Radio Network. And Mike, it's great to see you. And I think it was important to have somebody on with us that also had a beard and had his <laughs> hair pulled back, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> you got, you Thanks guys for having those, me. Yeah, for those that can't see, very similar. No, it's great to see you. And for those that can't see, I got to get your thoughts on this, right, Mike? I was going to say, you got, the, you got the best background in the business. <laughs> Tom Brady, your thoughts yeah. being, a, being a fellow New Englander, on Tom Brady's legacy now. It wasn't ever in question anyway, but your thoughts on him getting number seven, my friend. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's amazing. You know, the things he does on the field is uh, truly inspiring, especially, you know, being 43. And uh, I was happy for him, you know, as a, as a you know, Patriots Boston fan, you know, him going to another team and winning another ring. It feels like, almost feel like you won another one. But um, yeah, it's amazing. See, that's the thing. I, I took a lot of flack because I rooted for him full on. I'm still a Patriots yeah, exactly. fan. But yeah. didn't you, I mean, didn't if the Patriots you... aren't going to win it, then, Thank then he's got it. Okay, yeah. but hypothetically, because Dante, I believe this is a direct quote. You said if the Patriots played the Buccaneers this year in the Super Bowl, you would be rooting for the Buccaneers because you're that much of a Tom Brady devotee. Was that yeah. right, Mike? I don't, I, I don't know about all that. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's so tough because, I mean – I don't know if the, if there wasn't the Belichick Brady thing, like there wasn't that little, like, you know, and I, and I'm always defending Brady. Like, you know, people say, Oh, Brady's only good. Cause you know, he had Belichick right. the defense and all that. And so for him to kind of, you know, put that to, to, to bed was a, uh, is a, uh, it's, it's pretty special. No, it certainly was. And have Gronk back there do it. Have you ever met Rob Gronkowski? Does that seem like an individual you would enjoy meeting? Uh, absolutely. I've never met him. I would, I would love to. He's uh, definitely a, a character and uh, you know, that'll be, it'll be, that'll be dope. He's, he's definitely full of life for sure. No, he certainly is. Uh, Mike, you're a, you're a boxing fan. You're an MMA fan. Uh, you know, I go back obviously to Mike Tyson when he was in his prime uh, and when he knocked out fellow New Englander, Peter McNeely in about two seconds, but mm-hmm. your, your thoughts on having him back in the ring a couple of months ago, I would did that. Was that nostalgic for you? What did you think about his comeback? Yeah, I mean, it was crazy, like, you know, just to see him, you know, walk it back into the ring to see him, you know, the lead up to the fight. It was uh, it was it was kind of unreal. You know, I mean, to see him fight again, it was it was great. It was entertaining. You know, I, I watched, um, you know, it, it was cool, you know, to see him fight. You know, it's not like he's going in there fighting somebody who's super young, you know, he's fighting somebody sure. his age, 
see him back in action. You know, I hope to see him fight again. Mike, when you were younger, did you play multiple sports or was it typically basketball all the way? Yeah. No, yeah, I played a lot of sports up until eighth grade. Like I played baseball, football. Um, I played soccer for a little while. Uh, so I played a lot of sports. Is that, do you think that's important for, for young athletes to, to be multi-talented, play multiple sports? It, it feels like these days it's, you know, eight-year-olds are, are put on a singular track and I think it can be confining probably. Yeah, no, for sure. I think it's, I think it's, you know, very important for kids to try multiple sports, um, you know, just for the, the team aspect of it. And also, um, you know, I think it moves your body in different, different ways. You know, I think in basketball movements are very similar all the time. Um, soccer movements are different, you know, football movements are different. Um, so yeah, no, I encourage people to try all sports. You know, you've got quite the basketball family, Mike, you got the right three brothers that are playing now, a sister that played, uh, your parents played, right. Your stepdad mm -hmm. played. I mean, how, how much did they encourage that? How, how important was basketball part of your life? Right. Yeah, no, sure. I grew up in a basketball family. Um, you know, we, we, my, my mom and my stepfather, they both, um, coached, you know, while I was growing up. So I was always going to games, you know, when I was younger. Um, so, yeah, you know, it, like I said, I grew up in a basketball family. They, you know, we all, we talk about it all the time. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's just a huge, huge part of our family. How competitive did those games get at home in the driveway? That's what I want to know. <laughs> no, yeah, in the backyard, they, they got real competitive. Um, we actually, when I was, you know, we built a, uh, full court in my backyard. So there was a, a lot of games going on, a lot of, a lot of competitive horse games, a lot of one-on-ones, two-on-twos. So definitely got, uh, got hectic at times. So a full court in your backyard. So was your house yeah. the place to be? Did the whole neighborhood come over to play, right? Mm -hmm. How were those games? Yeah. My, my, my house was definitely the place to be. There was some, uh, some, some memorable games back there. I remember one day we had like me, George Niang, Nerlens Noel. Um, good luck. We had a lot of, we had a lot of guys, you know, a lot of good guys, you know, play back there. And um, it definitely, it, it was competitive. It, it got good. We had some fun times back there. I would imagine oh. so, right? Mike, I was ask, how are you related to Marcus Zagorowski again? He's my brother. He's your brother? Yeah. Um, so are you locked in on Creighton Blue Jays games? Or, oh, all the time, yeah. all, They're good this yeah. year, aren't they? They got, they got yeah, something they, going, yeah. don't they? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're doing well. Um, they have some up and downs, but they're, you know, they're playing well. They just come off a big win against Villanova. So they're uh, getting things rolling. I looked at that 25 points and they beat fifth ranked Villanova. Uh, I imagine the the text chain that was flying around with your family was pretty yeah. impressive watching that. Right. Yeah, for sure. We were all, we were really excited. You know, he played, you know, really well. Um, he was playing with a lot of confidence and uh, he just wanted, he wanted to win that game badly. You know, he's a junior at Creighton, as you well know. They're ranked, uh, they're, you know, he's going to have a chance to have a tournament run. Uh, does he have prospects? Are you hearing things about him getting to play at the next level? And, and how are you maybe helping him with that? Yeah, you know, his name is, you know, his name is floating around there. Um, I definitely think he could play at the next level. He, um, you know, he shoots like over 40-something from three. So, I mean, that's a, that's such a big part of today's NBA game. And he gets guys better and, you know, he can pass the ball. And uh, he can do all those little things, you know. So, um yeah, no, I'm just helping him, you know, prepare for, you know, I, I try to help him, you know, day to day on, you know, things you can see, things you can learn. Um, you know, we just try to take it one day at a time and not look, you know, so far into the future. Mike, I think your story is so interesting. Um, just your path and, and how you got here and, and landed here and um, 
the trials and tribulations of being an NBA player. Do you find, are you big brother to, to the, the Jordan bones and the Frank Masons of the world, Markel Fultz, some of the younger players, uh, especially point guards as, as they come in, do you, do you try to give them a whole bunch of advice? Yeah, no, for sure. I, I you know, I been through, you know, kind of every situation possible. And I think that's a, you know, it's, it, it's, you know, special in its own way that, you know, I've gone through a lot of trials and tribulations and, um, you know, I try to help, you know, the guys coming in who, you know, do get a chance and, and um, you know, who, who are new to things. And, you know, I just try to give them advice as far as, you know, whether it's on the court, whether it's off the court, whether, you know, it's, you know, when you get here, you know, try to, you know, learn things, you know, you know, inside and out, you know, so you're caught up to speed and you're, you know, you're prepared and, um, you know, whatever questions they got for me, you know, I just try to look out for them for sure. You know, Mike, who did that for you when you were a rookie there in, in Philadelphia? Who was kind of the, the guy that, that took you under his wings? Uh, we had a lot of young guys, but, you know, I had Evan Turner. I had, you know, Spencer Paws, uh, Thaddeus Young. You know, those guys, they, you know, taught me and definitely taught me a lot when I was in Philadelphia. And um, we had um, – who else did we have? Jason Richardson, he was there. He wasn't yep, – Okay. He wasn't playing, but he was, you know, I would talk to him, pick his brain. What's your relationship like with Cliff, Mike? It's obviously, um, I think, probably the the main reason you ended up here in Orlando. I, actually, you could probably speak to that. But um, it seems like he he builds really strong relationships um, with guys like you, Dwayne. Um, what's that meant to you in your career? Uh, it's meant a lot to me. Um, you know, me and Cliff, we, you know, talk about on-court stuff, off-court stuff. Um, you know, he, he's, he's definitely uh, – you know, a mentor of mine, um, you know, he's, he's someone that, you know, gave me another shot. He trusted me on the court. Um, he appreciates, you know, what I do and what I bring to the team. So, um, you know, I, I'm more than thankful, you know, for that of him. And um, yeah, our relationship, you know, it, it runs really deep. You know, I, I think um, he understands me. I understand him. We, you know, we're able to have honest conversations. We've, you know, butted heads at times and, um you know, it, it's made me a better player. It's made me a better person. And uh, so I'm definitely appreciative of our relationship. You have to have that. You, you're going to butt heads, right? You have to have that two-way <laughs> communication and that that open-mindedness and honesty to, to be able to uh, to do that, right? Yeah, no, for sure. And, and it's, you know, Cliff shows, you know, myself, he shows, you know, all his players so much love that, you know, he's able to, when we do butt heads, he's able to get on you and he's able to say, you know, pretty much anything he wants you know, to you because we've already built up, you know, that relationship, you know, I mean, you know, he says things to me and I, and I never, you know, will take it to heart because, you know, I know where he's coming from. He's only looking out for, you know, my best interest. You know, can you give us a, one of those examples you hear about buttonheads and I, I hear everybody say there's no gray area. Everybody knows exactly where they stand with head coach Steve Clifford, which has got to be good, right? No, yeah, for sure. Um, I remember one. I specifically one time I uh, was, you know, was late and I, and I missed my shooting time and, um, you know, before practice one day. And then a uh, couple, couple days later we had a game and um, I missed, you know, I, I think I just missed a bunch of shots at, and he was, you know, he, we, we lost, he was pissed and he was just, you know, he was like, and, and then he just looked at me and he goes, and you, you know, if you, if you, if you didn't miss your effing shooting time, maybe, <laughs> maybe you can make some shots. And, and, and I was like, and I, I was like, he called, he's calling me out. For, like, I was mad we lost. I was like, he's calling me out in front of everybody. Like, 
And then I was like, Hey, you know, but he is, you know, he's right. You know, it's, it's not a, you know, it's an everyday thing with him. You know, he prepares every day, you know, I should be prepared every day and just say, I haven't missed or been late again. <laughs> That's great. Well, I got the message across. I'm sure. Yeah. Mike, how about during games? What, what is his feedback? Is there much, does he say much during the game to players or what does he, I know timeouts and stuff, but what do you hear? Oh, about yeah. He, yeah, no, he does. He, he, he definitely, he talks during the game, you know, he, you know, he's yelling at us to get back on defense. You know, he's yelling, you know, he's telling us what he sees out there. And um, so, yeah, no, yeah, he, he definitely talks. He, he, we make adjustments. He, you know, he tells, like I said, what, you know, kind of what he sees, what he feels. And uh, he, he's very good at it. Mike, I think you have the most convincing argument. If you want him to challenge a call, he, he listens to you more so than I think anybody yes. else. You, you give him the look and, and he is, uh, he's ringing that siren. Uh, what's that feeling like when you're like, coach, you, you got to challenge this one. You, you got to overturn it. And then you get turned down. I can imagine that would be disappointing as well. Yeah. Yeah. Last one, my last one, I got turned down. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Actually, they called me for a, a slap down at first. And I, when I slapped down, I got all the ball and I was like, I didn't touch him. I got the whole ball. And then they said, they called a block on me instead. And I was like, eh, whatever, <laughs> you know, it's neither here or there, but yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, 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 <laughs> to be honest, I haven't even noticed it. I just, you know, I'm in the game. I'm, you know, competing, losing my mind. So <laughs> how about your ability to, to pick up plays quickly, Mike, the way you study the game, is that kind of always come natural to you or do you have to put in a ton of work the way you see the game and orchestrate an offense, just kind of take us through some of that. Yeah. You know, um, it definitely, it's, it's definitely something that comes easy to me. Um, Coach Hessel and I, we go over, you know, some of the plays just to make sure that, you know, I'm prepared. Um, it's been, you know, it's it's been, I've, I've probably studied more, you know, about the plays um, on this team than any team, just because I'm playing so many, you know, different positions at different times. Um, yeah, you know, it, it, you know, I'd say it, it definitely comes easy to me, but uh, I, I've, I've put in, you know, some work on, you know, where I needed to be and, you know, if I'm playing a two, if I'm playing a three, if I'm at the one. So I try to, you know, pay attention to, you know, multiple things at once. What's the most rewarding for you with that? I, I, you know, is it when you kind of guess right because you've done your film work and you draw a charge, <laughs> you know, you draw a charge or you get a steal because you're in the right spot? What, what's kind of the most rewarding part of all that film work? Um, yeah, definitely. You know, just, you know, studying it and then realizing that, you know, I'm, I did the right thing and, and, you know, it's successful. You know, sometimes you're in the right spot and, you know, you still get, you know, you still and the team still ends up scoring, but, you know, when you make a stop or, you know, I'm in a position to take a charge and I get one or a steal, um, you know, that's definitely the most rewarding. How difficult has this year been with the injuries? I mean, obviously I'm, I'm sure you were frustrated with the foot, but you know, how do you, how do you build consistency and habits when there's just chaos around you on the roster? I mean, it's just been nuts. Yeah, I know it, it, it's been hard, you know, especially because, you know, we were, we were looking forward to this year so much, um, you know, having everybody back, um, you know, of course, we, we, we weren't going to have J.I. back, but we had, you know, most of the team back and we were looking forward to, you know, really making a run at this. Not to say that we, you know, we still can't, but, um, you know, it, 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 you know, it was it was hard. It gets a little bit deflating at times, but, you know, we're staying with it. You know, we're still, you know, competing. We're still out there to fight. You know, there's always, you know, something to fight for. There's always an opportunity out there. So, um, you know, we're going out there. We're going to get better. Um it may not be, you know, we may not see the results, you know, now or, or you know, this season that, that we wanted. But, 
Um, I think we're preparing for the future and, you know, the better we can get now and those guys coming back, um, you know, it's going to be, you know, all the better then. You almost had Vooch running point the other day. Did he offer that? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you know, when, when you look at the, the Markel Fultz injury, I, I know all these injuries hurt, and uh, you feel for everybody. You were out for, for, the, for 19 games, and I know that hurt for you to be out. But that seemed to do something to this group, Mike. Is that fair? When, when you saw Markel go down, how, how tough of a blow, I guess, was that? Yeah, that was a big blow for our team. Um, you know, obviously he's a, he's a huge part of our team. You know, he's the starting point guard on our team. Um, it, it, it was hard. It was hard to see him. And he's such a good dude. He's been through so much in this league. He's, you know, he, uh, you know, he, he's, he battled back from, you know, shoulder, shoulder injury. And, um, you know, he was, you know, successful, you know, he, he had a great year and he was going to, you know, go on to do great things. So for him to go down was a, was a tough blow for our team, but I think all of us, you know, kind of felt for him too. Um, you know, luckily, you know, he signed his deal, he signed his contract, you know, he still has a lot of time to get healthy. So um, that's a, that's a, you know, a, a plus and a blessing in, in his eyes, but um, it is tough. You know, we see him every day, you know, rehabbing, you know, he's rehabbing constantly, you know, he, he wants to get back and um, he's doing, you know, he's doing all the things he can to, you know, to, to be back for sure. I want to go back to the to the big brother thing, because I think you probably have a really interesting perspective. Obviously, you guys both started in Philadelphia. But when Markel came, did you grab him, bend his ear a little bit? And how much have you seen him grow since since he first got here? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, him and I, you know, we spoke a lot, you know, uh, just, you know, about everything, about basketball, about life, about what we've both been through, you know, both of us, similar stories. Um, you know, I you know, wanted to see him succeed. He wants to see me succeed. So we kind of push each other in each day. Uh, I'm always telling him what I see on the court. Um, you know, we're always in constant communicate communication, you know, whether it's through text, whether on the road or, you know, we're talking and, um, you know, I'm so proud of him the way he's, you know, kept his head and, and, and stayed level headed. It's so easy in this game to, you know, lose confidence and, you know, people, a whole bunch of people saying something about you to, you know, fall into that hole. And, um, you know, he's, you know, battled back and been able to, you know, achieve great things. How rewarding is that when you, he's heard things and now he's back and he's proved everybody wrong, right? When, when you were mm -hmm. out of the league for a few months, I'm sure, I don't know, maybe you heard or read some things, but you've proved sure. everybody wrong. How, how much does that motivate somebody and how much satisfaction do you take in, in proving everyone wrong? Um, you know, I used to take a lot, to be honest, you know, I used to like, you know, feed off that, you know, try to, you know, go out there and, and, and prove people wrong on the daily, uh, you know, now I'm in kind of a headspace where, um, you know, I know I belong in the league. Um, you know, my goal is to just, you know, be better than the, the day before. Um, I don't, I don't think about, you know, what people say anymore. You know, I just go out there and, you know, I just play, you know, off instinct and have fun and enjoy it. You know, I know this is not going to last forever. You know, it sounds cliche, but, um, you know, that's kind of, you know, where my head is. When did that, you know, I, I, well, no, go real quick, Jake. I want to, because Jake, you're going to experience this one day soon enough. But I want to know, I want to know how much you're, well, not being out of the league, but I, I just want, I just want, but as far as, you know, you're a dad now, right? Yeah. And I know for me, no matter what I'm dealing with in, you know, in my day, I can have a bad broadcast. I do it daily. Um, but, but when I come home and see my daughters, right, there's something, mm -hmm. how much does that, how much did that change when you now have a daughter and you come home and see her? No matter what's mm -hmm. happening, you've got her in your life. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely changed me, um, you know, immensely, you know, going home and, 
seeing her every day is, you know, definitely puts a new perspective on life and just, you know, your goals that you have and, you know, just your, your whole mindset in general, you know, going home and, and playing with her and, and getting away from the game a little bit and just having appreciation for something, you know, so different. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you're, you're, you're a parent, you're a dad. So, um, you know, the feeling and it's, it's definitely changed me, my perspective. And, you know, I just, just helped me grow a lot. Yeah. I get defensive when I'm at, it's a little different with COVID, but you're at the playground and a kid doesn't want to play with her. Right. And right. I take that, I take that personal. <laughs> right. Don't, I take don't, that personal too. <laughs> like Jordan in the documentary. I, I took that personally. <laughs> I took that personally. You're exactly right. No, but I, but Mike, I can imagine that if you, I'm sure earlier in your career, you were driven by proving, proving doubters wrong, but I can imagine yeah. that that could consume you. Like it, there yeah. has to be that balance of um, not just doing it to prove people wrong. Right. 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 No. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. For a while, it definitely did consume me. Um, and again, you know, it, it was my reason for a lot of things. And, you know, I just, I've just found a different reason. You know, I found, you know, I, I'm a dad now. Um, I have a family. Um, it's a lot more fun when you're not playing like that, you know, I'm enjoying the game. Um, you know, I care less about, you know, when I play bad, of course I want to, you know, fix my mistakes and, you know, stay professional and, you know, but I, I, I definitely care a lot less about, you know, things that don't really matter. And I just try to control the things I can control and, you know, just be positive, you know, be, be more positive, you know, towards, towards, you know, every situation. Every time we get a chance, every broadcast we do, we push for Vooch to make the all-star team, right? I mean, he's right. He's having that kind of a year. What can you tell us? We see what he's doing on the court, but, you know, we're not around you guys as much as we used to be, which is probably good for you, Mike. But, uh, <laughs> but, but what can you tell us about Vooch and how he's playing and how he's thinking the game right now? Um, he's playing at a high, high level, super high level. I mean, the things he's doing out there is unreal. The way he's shooting, you know, from the outside, the way, you know, when he gets the ball in the paint, you know, left hand, right hand, you know, he's, you know, I, it's, it's hard to say anything else, whether besides the fact that he's playing at a super high level, you know, I mean, he's one of the best passing bigs in the game. He's scoring with the best of them. Uh, I don't see how he, you know, isn't an all-star man. I know we don't, we don't have, you know, too, too many wins, but um I guarantee you there's there's teams that, that are around, you know, the same amount of wins that, you know, we have, that they'll have, you know, all-stars. So um, he definitely deserves to be an all-star. Mike, we talk about this a lot with Vooch specifically because his game is not based on on athleticism. I mean, he could he could play at this level for a long time, right? I mean, just because sure. he's, he's you know, 30 uh, or whatever, I mean, I, I feel like he could he could sustain this for, for a long period of time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And especially how the game's going with the bigs, you know, picking and popping, shooting threes, you know, you could do that until the wheels fall off. You mentioned Steve Clifford and I think I've known him, you know, five years, he was an assistant coach here and then he came back and I got to know him, but um, what he's doing, you know, for social justice right here in this community, here in this country, that, that means a lot to him. And he has a passion for that. And I know you do as well. Uh, being involved in that walk with us town hall series, you, you've been very vocal the last several months, how much does that mean to you to see that from your coach? Uh, it means a lot, you know, from, you know, he's, you know, he's, do, he's, do, di, he's dove into this head first, mm-hmm. you know, he, he, he loves it. You know, he, he wants to make, he wants to make a real change. Um, you know, I think he's got a lot of people on board, you know, our whole, our whole organization, you know, from top, from top to bottom, you know, they're all, you know, gung 
on, you know, making it, making a difference, making a change. Um, and, and coach, you know, he's, he's the leader of that. You know, he, he really, he's really done a great job and I, I'm really proud to, you know, be playing for him. I'm proud to be his friend. I'm proud to, you know, go through this journey with him and, and try to make a change. Have you stopped yet to think back about how historic that moment was in the bubble with you in Milwaukee, that, that boycott that happened? Yeah. You know, it's pretty incredible, you know, to, to go back and think about, you know, the things that, you know, they did, the things that we were a part of, um, you know, it's, I'm interested to see, you know, as time passed, how, you know, monumental that will be. I don't want to put you out of the league, but what does Michael Carter Williams do when he's done playing? Do you want to coach? Do you want to get involved in social justice stuff? Both? Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know, you know, I don't know what, you know, I'll feel at that time. Um, you know, I've always thought about coaching, um, you know, I've done it, you know, you know, coach my little brothers, I've coached, you know, younger kids. Um, so I don't know, you know, maybe, you know, maybe I don't know what level it will be. Maybe I'll want to stay, you know, in, in coaching in the NBA. I don't know. Um, you know, it's definitely, it's definitely, I think it's definitely an option for me. Um, I would definitely, I'm always going to stay in, in, in social justice. I'm always going to, you know, help, you know, fight the good fight and, you know, try to make a change in, in the community, um, you know, for the better. So, you know, that's something that, you know, I always do. Um, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm like, I, I'm interested in other things too. I love, you know, boxing. I love, you know, MMA, UFC. So I don't know, maybe it's, it's something I will never fight, but you know, <laughs> right. and, uh, <laughs> maybe it's something in, in that field. So, you know, I'm not sure. Well, you got time. You got plenty of time. Exactly. Yeah. Really got time to figure that. For those that don't know, Mike, you're one of the first ones to step up when, when everything was, when we were considering everything was social justice, you were the first one to say, Hey, whatever you need. And you've been very involved. So kudos to you as far as that. Thank goes. you. Thank you. Yeah. We've got some questions. Just a couple quick ones. We want to be mindful of your time here, but uh, cool. fans, fans submitted questions and they always love hearing from you. So we'll go down this list here. Uh, first one, what music do you listen to pregame? I'm not a big music listener pregame. Um, okay. I, I, I more read um, motivational, motivational things, uh, books, quotes. Um, you know, when I when I'm lifting, when I'm warming up, or whatever's on, whatever's in the weight room, I'm listening to whether it's, you know, rap. You know, mostly, you know, probably, you know, Drake, uh, Roddy Rich. You know, there's a lot of a lot of different guys playing in the in the weight room. But um, yeah, I, I usually read um, before the game. I use yeah. Can you think of a motivational quote that's something that stands out recently that, that you got some got some good run from? Um, maybe not an exact quote, but I've been reading the book Relentless. Yeah. Um, you know, great book. Um, just talks about you know a lot of men, different mentalities and gives stories about Michael Jordan, you know, Kobe, you know, D Wade, um, you know, and it, it really you know kind of puts things in perspective and just playing off instinct and not overthinking and just you know kind of going out there and just playing. So um, that's, that's a book that's, you know, really helped me. Um, it, it makes me play with a clear head. Sure. What are you snacking on game days? Do you have a, a pregame uh, meal? Yeah. Pasta. You know, I always eat pasta before the game. Uh, something to give me energy pasta. And before the game, I have a banana. This one says, does he watch or like football? And in quotes, soccer for us. Uh, <laughs> so are you, um, are you, I, I, you know, I dabble, I dabble at times. Um, you know, I watch, I, you know, I, I definitely watch a little bit, um, especially the, you know, the bigger games and, um, you know, ESPN, I'm always catching up on, on scores. So, 
Um, I do, I, I do like, I would like to get more into it. I just, my time right now is, it's been, crazy. of course, I always tell Cliff, if games didn't end in a scoreless tie, you'd have me, right? You'd have a little right. bit more, exactly. <laughs> a little more time to get into it. All right. Will you take, will you look to sign another sneaker deal or are you going to remain a sneaker free agent? How about that question? Um, that all depends. Um, you know, it, it all depends if something, you know, comes along and, you know, the, you know, I like the deal and the shoe's comfortable, you know, I'd definitely be open to it. Who did you look up to coming up? Who's your favorite basketball player when you were a kid? That's funny. Me and Evan were just talking about that. Um, you have an NT Ross and, um, you know, we, I, 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 I don't remember having like a specific one player that I, really? always, you know, like that really, really admired or loved. Like, you know, some people love Kobe, you know, some people loved watching Kevin Durant, like LeBron. I just never, I don't know. I never had that one guy where I was like, you know, I want to be like him when I play, you know, I, I watched great guards and, and Gary Payton and, you know, Jason Kidd, you know, a ton, ton of guards that, you know, I watched, you know, growing up, but not, not, not anybody that was like my favorite. You know, it's funny. And we, we can end with this, Mike, but I, I, I get a kick out of this. And I go in the locker room and I may ask Terrence 10, 15 questions about the game and he'll, he'll oblige you. And he, you ask him one question about superheroes or Marvel and he lights oh, up, he lights yeah. up. He's one of the most interesting people there is for sure. Well, he's, he's got like, his pod, right? Yesterday he's like, uh, what did he say to me? He goes, He's like, hey, Mike, can I call you for real quick? And I'm like, I'm nervous. I'm like, yeah, like, like, what, like, what's up? What's going on? Like, I, I, I thought like he was in trouble. Like, he's never texted me that before ever in his life. And he's like, oh, I was, I was playing trivia, and there was a question about UFC. I was going to call you for my uh, lifeline. <laughs> I'm like, bro. <laughs> I'm like, come on, bro. He's like, my bad, my bad. Like, definitely. Um, yeah. That's fantastic. He's got his podcast, which is a fun listen, and he gets to yeah, yeah. have he gets to have all those conversations. Have you thought about that? Do you think you might dabble in one? Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely. I'm. I'm getting one going now. I'm finishing up my setup. Um, you know, I got to come up with a with a good name uh, that's not taken yet. So uh, it's getting there. It's it's been a little bit of a process, but you know, I'm definitely gonna definitely gonna get into one for sure. All right. Well, we appreciate it, Mike. Thanks for the time. Keep up the great work and good luck the rest of the way. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks, Mike. All right. Appreciate it, Mike. Orlando Magic Pod Squad is brought to you by Kia, official vehicle of the Orlando Magic.